Hello and welcome to level 14 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight and I'm on vacation. Yep, I'm not here. I'm officially out of the office. I am in Budapest in Hungary. I was in Austria. I took a train to Budapest. That's where I am now. Coming home tomorrow. Having a great time. But you're not here to listen to me talk about my vacation. You're here for video games. You're here for trivia. So let's get started. So this show is part of Dragon Powered Studio and we have a, a Discord channel. And a few weeks ago, a good friend of mine, Pete, aka Titans Creed, mentioned him on the last show about his Sonic speedrunning for charity. He gave me a recommendation for a game that I should check out. He said, do you like Streets of Rage? I was like, oh hell yeah, yes I do. He says, check out Fight and Rage. I was like, okay went over to my Steam library. It was already in my Steam library, so I must have picked it up at some stage and forgot about it because that's how you do Steam, right? You you buy games and you forget about them and then you come back two years later. You're like, oh, I did buy that one when you're trying to redeem a code for the same game. Yeah, it happens all the time, all the time. So Fight and Rage, this is a brand new old school side scroller beat'em up. It's inspired by classics from Golden Axe and I would say Streets of Rage on top of that. And with an art style that mimics an aesthetic from the 90s arcade games, the game plays homage to all classic gameplay features and makes this genre one of the best from its time. I gotta agree with that synopsis. It really does pay homage and it really does feel like a 90s arcade gem. It also just feels like something I would have sat in my bedroom and played. There's this cool CRT TV effect on the screen when you're playing and that might sound like it could be distracting or annoying it's actually really subtle but it seems to just drench the game in nostalgia on top of what is already a very solid game so if you're familiar with the likes of golden axe or streets of rage you're going to jump into this game and it's going to feel like an old friend it really is at the start you've got a choice of three characters that you can play f norris who's a kind of a ninja, typical kung fu guy. You've got Ricardo, who's a huge bull. He's just massive. He's absolutely ripped. He has a big ring for his nose. You get too close to him, you're gonna feel it. And there's Gal, who's like your Chun-Li. Very agile, very powerful, does the damage. The levels do have a distinct feel as well. You might recognize hitting trash cans and picking up apples and roast chickens and weapons that you can throw at your enemies. Very, very much like Streets of Rage, but that's not necessarily a bad thing here. It still has its more unique art style with the fact that a lot of the creatures, a lot of the enemies are animals. There is humans as well, but there's cats, there's wolves, and it really captures a, a slightly different feeling to what Streets of Rage might have done aesthetically, but at the same time, there's a lot of familiarity with what it's giving to you. And something really cool about this game as well is once you start hitting enemies, you start getting a combo meter of like how many hits you've made and you you can go for a real good run of racking that up to a high number and it feels good to see those numbers flashing up. Much like in games like Streets of Rage, enemies have their own names, they have their own health pools and when you come across a boss, it's distinctly obvious that you're fighting a boss. The, the health bar appears at the bottom of the screen. You've got a lot of work to chip away at that. And I have to say, this game, I've made it to the second level, to the end of the second level. It's pretty challenging, actually. It's It definitely 
feels like a 90s game with difficulty wise because I wasn't able to walk in here and steamroll. I felt pretty good in the first level. I was well in control using my power abilities as well, which you have. But if you overuse that, it will cost you health, but it can definitely swing the tide of battle. But only made it to the second level so far. I need to revisit this. I need to get my skills up to scratch. But what I did like about this game was, even though I made it to level two, you know, back in the day, that would have been you done. You would have had to start again. This game actually has currency that you achieve for playing through the game. And then this currency can be used on unlockables. Woo, unlockables. So there's over 20 unlockable characters. Not all of these are unlocked through currency. They're, they're unlocked through various meta requirements, such as defeat a certain enemy a certain amount of times or reach a certain part of the game. I would assume that could be a requirement as well to unlock various different characters. There's also different costumes for the characters. And there's also just other small unlockable items that you can achieve in this game. Let's get into game modes because there's the arcade game mode, which you know you love. It's, it's playing through the levels. There's also a like fighting game where you can where you can pick two characters and just fight it off in a ring together or a cage or whatever setting you uh, might end up in. And there's also just a lot of stuff that's locked at the start, which I haven't got around to finding out exactly what that is yet. And that's pretty exciting. That's really exciting. There's probably like time attack modes and ways to do that. Like the game really does focus on recording how long it takes you to do a level as well. There's always that time restriction that if you're spending too long in a certain area, it's gonna start counting down from two minutes. Pressure's on to keep moving, keep fighting, keep going forward. But Fight and Rage, it's really bringing back the memories for me. I just couldn't believe sitting down playing this, how much at home I felt, how comfortable I felt, even though at times I was getting beat on pretty good. Feels so good, it feels so polished. It just is a pleasure. It is an absolute pleasure to sit down and play this game. And currently it's only on Windows. There is talk of it coming to Nintendo Switch eventually. Hopefully that happens because this would be a perfect title for Nintendo Switch. We know Nintendo Switch is becoming the new home of indie games, but my goodness, this would be a beautiful game to have on the Nintendo Switch. So that is Fight and Rage by Seba Games Dev. You can get that on Steam right now. Hopefully it comes to other platforms, fingers crossed. But right now, PC is your only option, but I highly recommend Fight and Rage. And thank you very much to Pete, AKA Titans Creed, for bringing this to my attention. And that also gets me thinking that this is a co-op game as well, local multiplayer. You can do shared split screen with somebody else if you want to, if you really wanna embrace those old days with uh, couch co-op and a game like Streets of Rage. Fight and Rage is definitely where it's at. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Fight and Rage. So keep that in mind as I ask you, which well-known fighting game, which debuted in the late 1980s, features a character known as Blanca. And the answer is Street Fighter. Of course it is. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Who out there is playing Wizards Unite? Have you become a wizard yet? 
that I'm very, very proud of you. But I'm not here to talk about Wizards Unite. I'm talking about what's next in the AR mobile gaming scene. Because we've had Pokemon Go, we've had Wizards Unite, we've had that Jurassic Park game and that Walking Dead game that not many people talk about. But what's next? What's the next big thing? And it's Minecraft. It's Minecraft Earth. You know Minecraft. Pixel blocks, building stuff. It's been around for ages. It's been around for so long. And Microsoft are taking this to mobile. They're taking this out into the world. And Minecraft Earth, it's going to be a new augmented reality game. And it brings the Minecraft world into our universe. So in this game, we're going to be putting our survival skills to the test as we explore our own neighborhoods. I mean, some might say that you're already doing that in certain neighborhoods. I mean, I know where I live. Gotta be careful. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you will also battle Minecraft mobs in real life. And this is going to be free to play. Like most mobile games, it's going to probably have microtransactions as well. And right now, this is going to be on iOS and Android. But what exactly does it mean to have Minecraft in an AR game? So Minecraft has always been a game about building stuff, making creations, and Minecraft Earth is going to be no different when it comes to expressing yourself with what you can build. So it's going to allow you to build on any flat surface. With 3D holograms, you're going to be able to place your builds at life size with augmented reality and experience what it's like to walk through them. And then you're going to be able to share these with other people and other creators. And you're also going to be able to explore their creations too. That sounds pretty cool. I haven't played Minecraft for many years, but I know I went through a phase where I was pretty obsessed with it. When it first hit the scene, there hadn't been really anything like it, which is obviously why it did so well. But just exploring that creativity side that you could dig a hole and you could discover a cave or you could just create some tree house. You know, it really started to capture people's imagination. We'd seen stuff like this with Lego. Once it hit the screens with computers and just removing that extra layer of limitation, the, the sky really was the limit with Minecraft. And now taking this out into the real world, it's going to be interesting to see how that translates from the game Minecraft to Minecraft Earth and exactly how creative people are going to get. It's going to feature all the mobs that we, we know and love. There's some that we love more than others, I'm sure. And we're also going to be able to calibrate with other people in the Minecraft Earth sphere. And we're going to be able to work on smaller scale projects with friends, take these builds out into the wild at full scale. So it looks like you're going to be able to build these on a smaller scale. And then once they're ready to be created, you can place these out in the real world. So you could be walking down a street and you just see all these creations. And we've seen it in the likes of Pokemon Go, for example, where you're walking down the street, there's a Pokestop. That's always there. That's persistent. But with something like Minecraft, it could be that the players are making these buildings, making these creations and placing them in the world. And that continues to grow. And I don't know from a technological side how that's going to work. That's pretty exciting, but it's going to be really cool to see how this actually works out. And I can imagine in cities, for example, where there's a lot of people playing, it's going to build up rather fast, much like a city. And then in more rural areas, you're not going to have as much. So 
In a way, that kind of makes sense. Neighborhoods are going to take on a new dimension, thanks to Minecraft Earth. So from here, we'll be gathering resources, there'll be challenges, and of course, we share these imaginations with others. So there's going to be a lot to explore, collecting materials, crafting, that's all part of the Minecraft experience anyway. And it's going to be interesting to see what challenges come with this, what quests and how that core mechanic of Minecraft, which is just building, there is some leveling up in there as well, but how that's going to translate into the mobile platform. There was still early days uh, for Minecraft Earth. It could be ready to go into beta at any time right now. Summer 2019 is what's being stated. So you can sign up, you can register your interest if you want to experience Minecraft Earth at first hand, if you want to be part of that testing phase. I'm very interested to try this out. I have been fascinated with these AR games ever since Pokemon Go, even if my mobile data plan is not really the best for it because in the UK we can't get proper unlimited data yet which seems really backwards and it's not right but there we go hopefully that will change soon but yeah Minecraft Earth it's it's gonna be next it's probably gonna be pretty big if it's anything like Minecraft was on the PC which just went crazy and ended up on every single console every single mobile phone and we will see if Minecraft Earth has a similar experience. It's trivia time. So it's talking about Minecraft Earth. So let's throw in a little Minecraft question. Which hostile creature in Minecraft has green pixelated skin and four legs? The answer is Creeper. Oh, I hate those things. They always just want to blow stuff up. My nice creations. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level, I am delighted to give you a recommendation for a game that I came across on Steam. And it is called Cublamo. That's right, Cublamo. And Cublamo is an action-packed two-player game based on Cub. Now what is Cub, you might ask? That is a very good question. So Cub is a lawn game where the objective is to knock over wooden blocks, Cubs, by throwing wooden batons, cast Pinar at them. That's what the wooden batons are called, cast Pinar. Uh, cub can be described as a combination of bowling and horseshoes. So there you go. The alleged Viking origin of the game has led some players and Cub fans to nickname the game Viking Chess. There's a little history lesson for you there. So yes, Kablamo, enjoy this modern twist on the traditional game, delve into its awesome worlds and enjoy the music. Well Kablamo, I did just that. I went into your game, it is a two player game. And the one thing which I'll start off by saying is that you can play this on your own, but it's probably not as exciting as playing this with somebody else. I tried it out in single player and I was playing against myself, but I instantly saw the potential in this game, which is why I got my partner, Amanda. I said to her, I want to play you at a game of Kablamo. She's like, okay, let's, let's do it. I was like, I just want to play one game just to see what it's like. Anyway, we played for about an hour. We were hooked. We kept saying one more game, one more game. 
you choose a character, a stereotypical Nordic Viking character. There's also some hellish demon dude and Nordic women, Nordic men. There's a, quite a few character ranges and there's quite a few environments as well. And each of these environments has a different setup. You usually start this game with four or five wooden blocks that you need to hit over and they're strategically placed in various parts of the map which you have three batons sometimes you have an axe in your three attempts to knock over your cubs your wooden blocks that's what they're called cubs the cool thing about this game is you can knock over other people's cubs which you don't want to do but then there's this one final cub i would compare it to the black ball in snooker or billiards where that's the one you pot last and if you pot that before that you lose and with this king if you knock it over before you've knocked all your other cubs over you lose the other person wins and usually it can be in a place where you might accidentally hit it so you have to be careful you have to have your wits about you when you're playing this game that you don't just throw these batons willy-nilly because you might hit the king and then it's all over and like i say it's a two-player game but you'll be playing this on the same screen so the same computer we found that it was more of a play and pass game with one controller so two people could be in front of the computer and you can have one controller and you could play it that way this game is still in early access so i think it's going to get expanded upon that there could be online there could be ways to play this more conveniently in the future but it only came out in may 2019 so as of recording it's two months old still early days there but it's showing so much potential i had a lot of fun playing this game me and Amanda were in stitches at times playing this game. So much fun. Pretty ridiculous. Their skill is there. The skill is there. It's not random. There's some physics as well with the, the cubs falling over. They're sometimes set up in a way that they're set up on a table that knocks over a shield and the shield can go rolling and that can, that can cause a bit of chaos. So there's lots of things that can happen with these. The developers are working hard on this game. Uh, one of the recent updates added 13 new uh, levels to play in and just reading on steam it seems like there's possibly a way around the no global multiplayer yet there is a program apparently called parsec that allows you to play LAN games over the internet so that's something you could potentially look into but i feel like the developers dodad games they're going to be working on fleshing this out some more and making it more readily available but i think once that happens I'm going to be playing this game a lot. I would love to play more of this game against other people. I could actually see it being an eSport. I really could. It's that type of game that it takes some skill, but it's fun to pick up. But you could really master the game. I feel like you could do that and it seems like it could be a lot of fun. I just, yeah, I just want more Kablamo in my life. Really surprised me. Free to play game on Steam. An absolute gem and a potential multiplayer golden goose in the future, I think. So that's Kablamo by Dodad Games. It's trivia time, and I am going to ask you, what game am I? Remember, I try to keep these questions somewhat relevant to the segment I just talked about, so keep that in mind. What game am I? Puzzle platformer video game developed by Silicon and Synapse with three main characters. Eric the Swift, Balog the Fierce, and Olaf the Stout. What game am I?
It was Lost Vikings tried to throw you off there with the silicon and synapse, which is now Blizzard Entertainment. But if you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Here we are at the end of the level. We made it through. How did you do on the trivia? Why don't you let me know over on social media? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 3 Extra Lives. Go over there. Let me know how you did. Give me a follow and a like if you haven't done that already. That's greatly appreciated. As always, you can find everything I've talked about on this show, 3extralives.fireside.fm. Links to everything I've mentioned so you don't have to go searching, 3extralives.fireside.fm. And with that, we have reached the end, my friend. But I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you all in level 15. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.